What's good, big dogs? Welcome back into another episode on the BDGE Dynasty channel. If you're watching this and you're on the Redraft channel, you're into Dynasty or you want to get into Dynasty, make sure you're subbed over on the new Dynasty channel that we have. At the end of the month, this content will only be posted on the Dynasty channel, so make sure you're subbed over there. We're going to get into some Dynasty strategy talk here. I'm going to give you a concept that I think is really important. We're going to do that by the way of selling five players that I think are very easy to get rid of or get value back to yourself in this concept. But before we get into that, you know we got to do this the right way, and it's time for everybody to get tough around here so i need you to stand up tuck your shirts in stop yapping because it's time to eat All right, so let's get into this dynasty strategy concept. And the one I want to talk with you about here, let's start with the idea of rankings. Now, you may keep your own rankings, and if you don't, the people that you follow or listen to, you want to know what their rankings are, right? You want to have the idea of who's your wide receiver one, and you want to go all the way through 50, 100, whatever it is. Now, while that's cool, you get their rankings, and you may have your rankings. What's really important to distinguish, in my opinion, when we talk rankings, is tiers. Now, the reason I think tiers are so important, let's say you're starting out making rankings, right? And let's say you have your wide receiver one all the way through your wide receiver 30. Now, how do you really start establishing what the difference is between wide receiver one and wide receiver 30, between wide receiver five and wide receiver 15, wide receiver 15 and wide receiver 30? And to really give you an example of how this works, let me talk with you through my rankings. So my first three receivers are going to be Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb, and Jamar Chase. My second tier is going to be Amon Ross St. Brown, Tyreek Hill, Puka Nakua, and AJ Brown. Now, those names may not necessarily be relevant to you, and you can have different ways that you value your tiers. But the reason I say that is when you distinguish your tiers when you're going through your rankings and the way that I think about it when I break down my tiers, for me, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and CeeDee Lamb, they're interchangeable. Now, the way you tier your players may be different than the way I tier my players, and that's perfectly fine. Now, as I go through my dynasty ranks and I'm setting my tiers, I use this simple yet really effective method to make sure I'm keeping myself in check with dynasty values and also keeping a good pulse on where they are in the market. And once you have these tiers established, you can really start to get into what I believe is one of the easiest ways to accrue and pick up value in dynasty trade. Now, this method is simply called the teardown approach. If you're sitting there having no idea what the hell I'm talking about at this point, don't worry, I got you covered. We're going to get into five people that I believe are dynasty sell candidates, and these sell candidates are going to help you really conceptualize this teardown strategy. Now, if I'm telling you to buy or sell a player in dynasty, it's not just as simple as buy or sell. I like to give the context or what a actual sell looks like or a buy looks like. So I'm going to go ahead and show you some examples of how you can tear down and effectively net a good return, and also some examples of where this concept can potentially go wrong for you so you don't misuse this concept down the road. And I know some of the names are going to bring up controversy and you guys are going to be yapping at me. Fear not. Go ahead. Yap away in the comments. Let me know why you think I'm crazy for wanting to sell these players in Dynasty. But let's get right into it. The first sell candidate at the wide receiver position, we're going to start with Chris Olave. Now look, this doesn't mean that I think Chris Olave is trash or a bad Dynasty asset. I have him ranked very highly in Dynasty. But the reason I have him as a sell candidate is he's right at the top of my tier three. And I've seen what Chris Olave can net in return in a Dynasty trade. Now, if I say someone's in my tier three like Chris Olave is, what that means is I'm not going to make a trade one for one for someone in that same tier. I value them too similarly, and I'm just going to stay with the person I already have. Now, if someone was to offer me someone in my tier two for Chris Olave, I would make that one for one trade every single time. If there's a trade to be had where I'm receiving a tier three receiver with a reasonable plus for someone else in my tier three, I'm again going to make that trade every single time. And the simple concept with this teardown approach is I'm going to trade away the higher valued receiver in a trade for a lower valued receiver. And because this receiver has a lower value, I'm going to be netting a plus 
to make up the difference. Now let's go take a look at some actual trades which are happening in real time with money on the line. Now this first one here, Chris Alave is being sent away for Brandon Ayuk and Jacoby Myers. Personally for me, I actually have Brandon Ayuk one spot ahead of Chris Alave. But again, they're in the same tier three for me. I have them at nine and 10 respectively. Now if you go take a look at even keep trade cut, they're gonna have these two players by one spot difference, but even they have their tiers as the exact same. So if you're telling me I can net a guy like Jacoby Myers in this trade where I get to stay very similar at the receiver position, I view in essence myself picking up Jacoby Myers in this trade almost for free. And Jacoby Myers is a guy that I believe is kind of slept on in Dynasty. I think he very easily can slot in for a flex play on certain teams and definitely someone you'd love to have as a bye week or injury replacement when needed. Now this next one, you send away Chris Olave and in return you get Drake London and Pat Fryermuth. Now if you don't have these two receivers in the same tier, maybe this trade really isn't for you. I'm someone in startups that doesn't like to invest a ton in the tight end position. I like So if you're telling me right now I can make a trade which is in the same tier for me and I get to try to fill a void with Pat Fryermuth at the tight end position, this type of trade is pretty easy for me to make. So in those two trades, you're netting an additional player asset. Let's take a look at some trades here where you're netting a draft pick. So this one here, you're sending away Chris Olave and in return, you're getting Jaden Reed and a 2024 first. Now, if this was the 111 or the 112, I could understand if you're a little hesitant, depending on where you are with Jaden Reed. For me, even there, I'm probably going to consider taking this deal more often than not. However, doing some digging through the league, you can see that this 24 first is coming from an orphan team. And this orphan team barely made the playoffs and lost in the first round. So I can tell you right now that this is the 107 or the 108. And based on this class and the players that are in the 24 class, the value of that pick, I'm taking Jaden Reed in that mid 24 first every time. So even though I'm leaving my tier three to go to tier four and get Jaden Reed, I'm picking up a very big plus in this mid first. And that is definitely enough for me to go ahead and tear down one tier. Now staying on this Jaden Reed train, here's one where you get Jaden Reed and a 24 first and second. I can tell you that the 24 first is the 110 and the 24 second is the 201. The, this next one here, you're sending away Chris Alave and in return, you're getting Jordan Addison. So for some people that may be a tier break. For me, they're in the same tier. Either way, the plus here is the 110. And for me, the difference between Jordan Addison and Chris Alave is not nearly enough to warrant the 110. I'm going to take the two for one here and almost every single format. Now, while every single one of those trades may not be for you, those are some pretty good examples of implementing the teardown strategy. Now, let's take a look at some trades where this went terribly wrong. Now, this one here, you're sending away Chris Olave, and in return, you're netting the 110 and Noah Brown. First of all, the difference between Chris Olave and Noah Brown is gigantically different. So many tiers that Noah Brown's honestly not really in consideration as truly a valuable piece of this deal for me. And the 110, while it's a nice pick still, that's like the 712 in startups. If you take a look at ADP values, this can kind of help you with rookie draft picks if you're not really sure where to value them. The difference between Chris Olave in the third and a 712 to net Noah Brown, this is not a trade you want to make in a teardown. Now this trade here, you're sending away Chris Olave, and in return, you're receiving Josh Downs, and the plus is the 110 in Kenny Pickett. Now while Kenny Pickett is a quarterback in Superflex, this is not a trade you want to make. Kenny Pickett is teetering the wrong way as far as values go. The 110 is not nearly enough, in my opinion, to add to a guy like Josh Downs, who's not really a surefire piece in a lineup league. This type of value, you're kind of getting nickeled and dimed on your way to your Chris Olave, who's a very valuable piece in Dynasty. Now let's take a look at the next Dynasty sale candidate for me, and that's going to be Devontae Smith. Now the Slim Reaper, Devontae Smith is still getting that top 10 to 12 value for a lot of people in Dynasty. And if that's the case and you can extract that in a teardown approach, I think that's too much value to pass on Devontae Smith in cases like this. Now this first trade we're going to take a look at, sending away Devontae Smith and in return getting Michael Pittman in the 25 second. So while this pick right now is not in the 24 class, you don't get to use it in this draft, I'm perfectly fine storing away a 25 second as liquidity that I can use in season to try to buy players that I need at the right 
great time. I can use this second, maybe plus some other liquidity that I have, to try to go buy a running back spot start or a tight end when I need that. In the season, you want to have a little bit of liquidity stored up so you can go buy spot starts or fill positional voids that you have in your roster, whether it's bye weeks or injuries that occur throughout the year. Now, this next one here is a couple of draft picks, but one of which is the 105. This is where if you have a handle on the values and the players in this 24 class, this type of a trade is a pretty easy one for me. Now, Devontae Smith in this tier three receivers, I like him. But at the 105, I know in this class that there's Marvin Harrison Jr. as well as Malik Neighbors that I feel really good about. And you could also project Roma Dunze right next to those guys, not far behind. So you got three receivers in this class. And with the 105 pick, there's also three quarterbacks in this class that are projected to be very high draft picks. That's Caleb Williams, Drake May, as well as Jaden Daniels. If all of that comes to fruition, this 105 is going to give you either a receiver that's going to be valued very close to Devontae Smith or potentially higher in Dynasty, especially in this offseason time, as well as netting a 25 first. And if somehow, some way, the fortune falls to you where you get a quarterback in Superflex, that's going to be an easy dub considering now you have this 25 first, which again, you can use as liquidity in season. This one here, Devontae Smith or Rasheed Rice in a 24 second. I have Rasheed Rice pretty high in Dynasty. He's a top 20 receiver for me. The difference between him and Devontae Smith isn't enough to warrant this. I'm going to take this free second every time and I don't necessarily have to draft a player here. This is just an added piece of Dynasty value that I can figure out what to do with later. Dynasty sell candidate number three for me is going to be Garrett Wilson. And listen, I get it. If you have Garrett Wilson in tier two or in that near elite tier for Dynasty, I understand it extremely talented, earns a ton of targets, and if his quarterback play was to improve, you could see this guy make the big leap. But right now, for me, that certainty of the quarterback position for Garrett Wilson does not make him a tier two receiver. Now, this could be different for you, and that's okay if it's the case. But if you have Garrett Wilson, even if you have him in tier two, I think you owe it to yourself to take a look at what you might be able to get in dynasty trades. Just off the rip here, Zay Flowers in a 24 first. I love Garrett Wilson, but for that price, I'm going to take the two for one Zay Flowers in that first. Same thing again, Drake London in a 24 first. For me, there's way too much value here to not take the Drake London side. As much as I love Garrett Wilson, Drake London could be in a better situation this year with Arthur Smith gone and hopefully a new quarterback coming in. I'd definitely take the odds of that first plus Drake London. And honestly, I'm using this as an insurance policy as well. If either one was to get hurt, I now have this 24 first in value that I could use either in the draft or try to move later to replace the vacancy that this injured player has. You have a lot of stock put into a guy like Garrett Wilson if you put Drake London and a 24 first into him in that consolidation trade. This one here, Garrett Wilson, and you get in return Chris Olave in a second. I love Garrett Wilson. I have him ranked a couple spots ahead of Chris Olave, but the difference of a second round draft pick, they're in the same tier for me. I'll take that second and Chris Olave. Truth is, they're both in the same situation where if they got a significant upgrade at the quarterback position, you're looking at either one of these guys could take that step into the next tier. This one here, Devontae Smith in a 25 first or Garrett Wilson. I get it. You may have Garrett Wilson in a tier ahead of Devontae Smith, but this 25 first that I can use as, again, liquidity in season to buy what I need to or attach this 25 first, I may be able to get something significantly different than just Garrett Wilson. Again, very similar to that last one, but instead of Devontae Smith, you get Nico Collins. There's just not enough difference between Garrett Wilson and Nico Collins, in my estimation, to send away a future first in a Superflex league. But let's talk some quarterbacks in Superflex. Let's really push the envelope, and I'm going to get you guys yapping about C.J. Stroud. Listen, C.J. Stroud had an unbelievable rookie year. Honestly, you could argue the best rookie season we've seen from a quarterback. So now why am I going to want to trade C.J. Stroud? The reality is he's pushed himself into the mix of a top three pick in startups. Right now you got Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes at the 101 and 102. And then right after him is C.J. Stroud. And I'm not telling you that C.J. Stroud isn't warranted of being a top 
you know, seven, eight pick in dynasty startups. But when you get him into this mix at top three, his value is already very high. And because he's coming off this great season and he's an asset so many people want to have, this is the time that you can sell CJ Stroud and get a huge haul in return back. It's a little different at quarterback. What I mean by that is I'm not looking to do any of these type trades where it's potentially cross position. If I'm sending away CJ Stroud, what I'm definitely getting back is a quarterback and one that's high enough that I feel still secure at that position to net the pluses. So let's take a look at some ways I think that you could trade away CJ Stroud and get a serious haul in a teardown trade. All right, so the first one here, you're sending away CJ Stroud, but you were getting it in return, Jordan Love. So you get that teardown. You're still staying in the top 10 to 12 range in Dynasty. And I get it. You may not quite feel as safe with Jordan Love as you do with CJ Stroud, but let's keep it real. Jordan Love just had a great finish to his campaign and is going to lock up a deal uh, an extension with Green Bay. And when we talk about points per game production, they're probably not going to be significantly different. I get it if you want Stroud one for one. I do have them in different tiers. But in this trade here, you're getting 224 first on top of CJ Stroud. That's too much value for me to pass up on. I don't have enough of a difference in Jordan Love and CJ Stroud as far as production and what they're really going to mean, even in the short-term future of the next three to five years, for me to give away 224 first. This is where CJ Stroud is getting to that point where you got to at least explore shopping him. I'm not telling you you got to get rid of him. But this type of value, if you can net this, it's a hard one to pass up on. All right, so this one here, you're going from C.J. Stroud to Dak Prescott. And I get it, Dak Prescott isn't as young, and people kind of like to hate on Dak. But the truth is, he's coming off of a second half of his campaign where he was extremely meaningful and a difference maker to help teams win championships. He has three to four years of good production, at least at the quarterback position. And the difference between C.J. Stroud and Dak, while it's warranted, I'm not saying it isn't, look at the pluses you're getting here. The 105, the 111, the 203, all in this class, and a 25 first on top of that. This is insane. The 105, the 111, and the 25 first, that's three first-round picks already. Typically, when you start throwing around three first-round picks for almost anybody in Superflex, I'm at least listening. Now, I'm not telling you I'm going to take it, but you're at that place Plus, you're getting Dak and the 203. Man, this is crazy. I know CJ Stroud is good, and I know you probably feel very secure and like you have a hammer, but this is ridiculous, man. You can get some serious, serious value back when you're looking at shopping a guy like CJ Stroud. Now, this one here, this depends on how high you are on Justin Fields and where you're at with CJ Stroud realistically. But if you were to take this tier down where you're going from CJ Stroud to Justin Fields, I get it. He's probably not going to be a bear this year. They're looking at drafting someone, but I still believe he's going to be a starter in this league and has and has very high upside because of his rushing ability. So if you go from Justin Fields, although there's risk there, the net on top is Brandon Ayuk, who's currently a top 10 receiver in Dynasty, as well as a first in 25 and a second in 25. So you have two picks of liquidity that you can move to try to net whatever type of asset you want on top of that a first and a second in season can buy you a top 15 wide receiver type player you're getting brandon Ayuk and a top 15 receiver to take on the risk of justin fields this one isn't for the faint of heart, but this is one of these teardowns that if you are willing to go to Justin Fields, if you have him high enough and are secure enough with an asset like Fields, where you're getting a top 10 receiver currently, as well as some serious liquidity in 25. This trade here, this is exactly why I make tiers. And I like CJ Stroud quite a bit, but if you're telling me one for one, I can just go to Patrick Mahomes right now, who looking at this year, yes, he wasn't the greatest and we saw that he needs some weapons, but the weapons are only going to get better. This was probably going to be the one of the worst years we have, and we're coming off of him just winning a Super Bowl with those weapons. Patrick Mahomes to me is still in a separate tier than CJ Stroud is. So if someone was to offer me Patrick Mahomes for my CJ Stroud, I'm taking that every time. 
Now this again is where you come down to tiers. Maybe you don't have these guys in separate tiers. And again, we're looking at the same type of a thing where one for one, you're going from CJ Stroud to Josh Allen. For me, both these quarterbacks are still a tier ahead of CJ Stroud. So just putting him on the block, you never know. You may be able to get what you believe is the 101 or the 102 in a tier ahead of CJ Stroud. He's in that type of stratosphere right now, which is why I think you got to at least go explore what type of a haul you can get back for CJ Stroud. I mean, honestly, I would love for people to tell me in the comments right now. This is why I put this type of stuff out here. Joe Burrow in the 103. It, forget the 308 for a second. It's not a piece that is of any magnitude in this deal, but you're getting that on top of it. Straight up though, right now, even if you say that you have CJ Stroud in a tier ahead of Burrow, you cannot seriously be telling me that the 103 is going to make up the difference. We're talking about right now, that being another quarterback in a super flex league, or potentially a guy like Marvin Harrison Jr., Malik Neighbors. Serious, serious talent at the wide receiver position that's young you still get to stay in an elite tier at quarterback this to me is insanity now this one i could see people being split on depending on where they're at with cj stroud and kyler murray now, Kyler Murray, for me, is someone I want to get shares of and I want to try to buy this offseason. However, I definitely acknowledge there's a difference between C.J. Stroud and Kyler Murray. And I'll admit that the difference from Tier 2 to Tier 3 is sizable. So I'm going to need back a pretty damn good return if I'm going to go ahead and go from Tier 2 to Tier 3. Now, here's the thing. Kyler Murray, I'm going down to Tier 3, and I definitely don't have the same security and stability with Kyler as I do with C.J. Now, the 112 isn't the greatest of assets when I'm talking about guys this high up the board in Superflex. But when you throw in this 25 first all of a sudden... Depending on where it was and how I feel about betting against your team and how much I really need to get depth, when you're talking about it, Kyler Murray and C.J. Stroud, how confidently can we say that C.J. Stroud is going to outscore and outproduce Kyler Murray for the next year or two? If you're looking in a window like that and you're trying to go win a title, this is some serious capital. I'm not saying you have to take this for C.J. Stroud, but for me... This is already going to be one of those deals where it's hard for me not to go ahead and take Kyler Murray, tear down to a quarterback that I still think has elite upside with grabbing these two first round picks. Now this trade here, I think if you're willing to look at things in a shorter window in Dynasty, right? If you kind of keep your cycle to two or three years in a shorter window, you get a haul like Dak Prescott, Tyree Kill, and a 25 first. I have a chance right now, and I could definitely see where Dak Prescott and CJ Stroud, there's not really much of a difference between the two of these guys in points per game for the next year or the next two. Then I get to add on top. Tyreek Hill, who until he had this injury late in the year, was the best receiver in a points per game situation, a complete difference maker. Plus, I get this liquidity of a 25 first in season. If I want to go win a title, it'd be very hard for me to pass up Dak Prescott, a 25 first, and Tyreek Hill. Now, here's the thing. While I think he's a dynasty sell candidate, I'm not going to get crazy. Go do something out of pocket with CJ Stroud. You have one of the most elite valued assets in the game currently. He's young. He's trending upwards. He's going to be in the conversation for a lot of people with Mahomes. Right or wrong, that's someone I'm not not moving without getting a haul back. Here are some trades that I'm definitely not doing. And if you go put them on the market, don't take a nickel and dime trade. Get every bit of CJ Stroud's worth or just hold on to him. These are some trades that are terrible. I'm not going to take Dalton Kincaid and Drake London for CJ Stroud. Even if I have quarterbacks that I can throw away at my disposal, I'm not taking back Drake London, who isn't guaranteed to be a difference maker at the receiver position. Again, he's in my tier three and Dalton Kincaid at tight end. I like Kincaid. I like London, but I'm not getting a quarterback back here. I need something totally different if I'm actually going to trade away CJ Stroud and not get a quarterback back. Get something elite back at the quarterback position if you're going to move on from CJ Stroud. Again, this one here is just simply unnecessary. Even if you aren't like the biggest CJ Stroud believer and you have him and you think you can flip him right now. Again here, I like Jordan Addison. I don't mind TJ Hawkinson. I don't want to draft him in the fourth round, but I'll take him in certain dynasty builds and I don't mind a second, but none of these are even close to getting me in a conversation with CJ Stroud. Don't do this. Don't sell CJ Stroud for something like this. Definitely don't go take this junk, man. Will Levis is far from a secure asset. Brandon Ayuk I like, and the rest of these seconds, this is 
terrible. Do not take this for C.J. Stroud. Right here, you're going from C.J. Stroud down, down to Brock Purdy. Even if you think Brock Purdy's secure and has the job in San Francisco and is going to be a viable option in Superflex, this is nowhere near enough. Just the 111 to go all the way down to Brock Purdy. Listen, I like Kendra Miller. I think there's a chance if he got some work in New Orleans that he could be a decent option at the running back position. But I don't need to have him. If I'm talking about a guy like C.J. Stroud, and then you add in the 308, none of this is nearly enough to get me to go from C.J. Stroud way down to Brock Purdy. Don't take a trade like this. And if Josh Allen, for you straight up, isn't enough for C.J. Stroud, what if I gave you the 110? I mean, come on, man. What are we doing? C.J. Stroud's price is so ridiculous, you gotta at least go explore it. Now, Trevor Lawrence isn't a Tier 1 or Tier 2 Dynasty quarterback anymore for almost any, but a lot of people still have him in that Top 10 range and very high in Tier 3. And the thing is, his name cachet still carries a ton of weight. So he's someone that I think you should absolutely go explore, and you might be surprised what you'll be able to tear down to from a guy like Trevor Lawrence. This one here, you're getting Drake London and the 101. So instead of going from Trevor Lawrence, you get K Caleb Williams or whatever pick you want of the quarterbacks this year, I'm taking this one-on-one of Drake Leonard every single time for a guy like Trevor Lawrence. This one here feels like a dream way too good to be true. Like this honestly almost feels collusionist. You're going down from Trevor Lawrence to get Kyler Murray and the pluses on top are Trey McBride and Brees Hall. Listen, there's no way that you can expect this to come to you most times in the league, but this is why you throw a guy like Trevor Lawrence on the block and see what you might be able to get back. Go explore some teardown. If you go from Trevor Lawrence to Kyler Murray, for me, there's not really any difference there at all. I'm perfectly fine. I have them in the exact same tier. So almost any one of these pluses. Basically, if you gave me Trey McBride as the only plus here, I'm definitely taking Kyler Murray. Too much to pass on. And this is why I think for these five guys, they're all dynasty sale candidates. Now, you specifically in your tiers and your values, you don't have to take every single one of these as face value. Overall, each one of these guys are very highly valued. I'm not saying I'm selling light on any one of these guys. I've given you some trades where it was good or bad for you. However, these are all ideas and ways you can explore netting value if you're willing to take on a tier down or stay in the same tier and add additional pluses to your team by just going ahead and exploring trading some of these players, which are valued really high and everybody wants to get their hands on. You might be able to get value back, which is more than what you actually thought you could have for this specific player. That's all I got. Those are the five dynasty sell candidates for me right now if you're trying to use the teardown approach. Let me know what you thought of the video. Let me know what you thought of the teardown approach, if it's for you. If you don't like any of this, give me your thoughts and feedback. Can I get a like? Can I get a comment? Can I get a subscribe? Go hit that subscribe button for the BDGE Dynasty channel, and I'll see you back here next Friday talking more Dynasty strategy and trades. We're out of this thing. Peace.